Hello and welcome back to Bridging the Gap. I am David Coleman, the dating doctor, and I created Bridging the Gap to fill a void <clears throat> that might be missing in people's lives. Maybe, uh, maybe there's something they're seeking in life and they need a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance. I can help provide some direction, not only personally, but with the guests that I bring on. And and tonight, uh, boy, boy, I am among guest royalty tonight because <laughs> when I, uh, when I'm supposed I, to help people. Is that what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> when I Come first started my career, uh, I became a speaker. And then I was given an opportunity to have a, a, a talk show, a radio talk show on WCKY, 550 WCKY, with yep. the amazing Rob Calvert. Among you and Willie and a couple <laughs> others, I consider Rob one of the best uh, radio intelligent people I've ever worked with. And say the reason I'm so excited to have you on today is not only because of who you are, but the topic I'm really covering tonight is sticking with a career that you love, a job versus a career, making right. a long commitment to something. Seg, you know, you, you sent me a little text message and I have it. And you said uh, you went to Coleraine High School here locally. Then you yep. went to NKU and, and the big start to your career was McDonald's, right? Tell me about McDonald's. Well, uh, that was uh, that was during cold rain time. I spent four years at McDonald's. Uh, I considered myself the Emerald Lagasse of, uh, of uh, <laughs> the, the, the cold rain Northgate McDonald's. And uh, I I just I was just working with a bunch of people I was going to school with at, at cold rain. And we made uh, quite a team. And then all of a sudden this radio thing came along and I've wow. listened to Andy McWilliams doing uh, hockey and fell in love with hockey. And then uh, it was like, uh, you know what? It's not, might not be a bad deal. And here we go. So let me just, I don't want to get off on McDonald's, just another 30 seconds. When you yeah. were working there compared to walking into one today where you may or may not talk to a human being, you go up to a kiosk, you may or may not see a human being. Right. It might be a drop-off area. What was right. it like when you started? What's it like for you to walk into one now? Well, it's, it's different because I mean, you don't have that interaction with uh, with the customer anymore or anything like that, and I and I and I swear to goodness, David, that almost on a daily basis, what they taught me at McDonald's is still today good, in uh, in in the radio business or where, wherever I'm at. I mean, because you're you, sharing you, what you, that is. That's what this yeah, is you're dealing. About. Yeah, you're you're you you knew you knew how to deal. You 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 learned how to deal with people and what they did and everything else and. And it was like, okay, you know, and that's what, what you learn there. You're still using it today. It's amazing. It's pretty amazing. I'm trying to remember everything that I, I read about you. And if I remember correctly, this journey for you in radio to the point where yes. you are now is let's, let's just be, and I, I know you're a humble guy, but I'm with Willie and Ken Brew and a couple of others, your Cincinnati legend, your Cincinnati royalty, when it comes to being Thank an you. near personality, you're very welcome. Started in '78, right? Yeah, I got. Uh, I was. Uh, I, I I was sitting there at. Uh, I, I graduated from NKU, of course, the Horizon League basketball champions, right. going to the big dance here, and uh, we were sitting uh, in uh, a class that nobody wanted to take, but you had to take it. One of those, you know, that sure. when you went to when you went to Yale and Harvard <laughs> and all that stuff, you had to, you know, take uh, calculus '89, and you know, you had to do it. It was broadcast law. And I'll never forget it. Dr. Byron Renz was his name. And uh, you turned in a paper, David. And I think that guy had a, I think I, that was the first guy I think I saw that um, had a, uh, had a, had a sponsor and it was red flare pens. 
and he would turn your paper, <laughs> uh, he would turn your paper blood red. It looked like if, it came uh, back and it had been as shot, if, right? As if uh, Bella Lugosi and Dracula got a hold of it. I mean, every comma, every this, every that period, uh, the names, it's, it's something spelled wrong, it's not right, should have had this here, that there, and everything else. Yes. And we thought, well, and then all of a sudden, one day we're sitting there, and it was snowing, and I hate snow. I hate going driving in snow I'm and everything else. I'm not a fan. Yeah, look where we Everybody live. Everybody knows that. And, uh, and we're just sitting there one day, and he says, and at the beginning of the class, he said, hey, you know, at the beginning of the year, he said, hey, you know, I'll let you know if when, you know, something comes up around the town. Because back then, you know, we don't have any interns now, but back then it was like, and he said that uh, WLW is looking for somebody to uh, wow to, uh, to to write sports on the weekend, and I thought, there goes the light, there goes wow. the light. So that was I, I I grabbed the first bus, tank bus out of NKU, uh, <laughs> taking me downtown. And those that don't know what that means, what's a tank bus? But uh, that's the uh, Transit Authority of Northern Kentucky. Transit Authority, Northern Kentucky. Yeah. And so, but, but, and I, and the, uh, before that, I was interning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. at WCKY when they were located in the crew tower. And I would drive down there and I would produce their helicopter, their, well, their traffic reports. Back then, LW had the helicopter with uh, Art, Art Maring and then Bill right. Bear, who I worked with. But I was working with Ted Florco back then, huh? and he was in a plane. CKY had a plane. And they I was fly the plane, not a helicopter, a plane. No, he was in a plane, regular plane. And uh, I was on the ground, and I was sitting between you talking about, I mean, living legends. They, they were the Walter Cronkites of uh, Cincinnati right. back then, and uh, Mark Neely and Don Herman. And I mean, when right. people listen to their news, and that was it. It was like, that was it. No, so I got to tell you, to this day, when I'm driving around Cincinnati, wherever I am, and I start yeah. getting followed by a helicopter, I go back to that scene from Goodfellas, and I think I'm getting followed. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, I was, and and I and I went to WLW and I applied, and I think that actually helped me get this job, because nobody else had any more experience than I than than that, and I think, and that's how I started at the station, was was uh, producing their helicopter traffic and doing this other stuff, but they'd have the helicopter. So I'd get on the two way and it would be based a copter, based a copter, <laughs> and, you know, wreck on I-75 on the bridge and that type of thing. And then, you know, you, you, and then it just blossomed from there. Like I was going to be a veterinarian. Do you know what changed my mind? Organic no. chemistry. I got my organic really? chemistry final. I got about halfway through it. I started laughing. I stood up <laughs> I walked up to the teacher in the front of the room. He said, "Are you done already?" I said, "In more ways than one." <laughs> well, let me let me tell you one thing. Uh, I, I remember the first time I saw you. I'm sitting there, and I thought, you know, we're sitting there, and I'm in the newsroom or someplace at the station, and I thought, man, it got I got to do something. So I'm. I thought, let let's go up and let, let, we're on Mount Adams. We were in Mount, Mount Adams, Adams, right there on St. Gregory Street, right. where we were located. I went up to the fifth floor and I thought, well, you know, there's nobody around and all this stuff. And all of a sudden I go in there and there's a WCKY. It looked like a, it, it had about as much room as a bathroom. And right. I went around the corner and there's 55 KRC. So I go in there, lights are all off. I go, what the hell's going on here? I look in there and I see you 
and you are surrounded by not tens, but twenties and thirties and blondes, brunettes and redheads. And I thought, this guy must be the local Hugh Hefner well, of the of the tri-state. And I and I said, I said, who is that guy? He says, that's the dating doctor, David Coleman. And I went, uh, maybe, you know, so. But you know what? The, I, the good thing about that night is it blossomed our friendship. And, <laughs> I know. Because I was, I'm sitting there and I'm going, holy cow, this is, this, this is like, this is like amazing. And then the next Saturday I went, I went, I thought I'm going back up there and see what the deal is. You got, you got, it's 15 more or something in there. I thought, holy Toledo. No, I'm going to clarify why they were there. I'm not you have Yeah. I'm not you have first I'll clarify. But and I, there yeah. was a spot on the glass where I knew your face would be. I would turn <laughs> over and I would see Rob Calvert producing the show. And then there would be. Right. I was, if you remember right. back then, I was bringing people in, men and women, and I was fixing them up over the air. I was right. on, well, yeah. when I was yeah. on, I think it was Friday night or Saturday night. I can't remember which night it was, but yeah. uh, I was on from nine to midnight. So yep. if people were listening to me, they weren't on a date. So That's I was true. trying You're to right. help their lives, but I was trying to fix people up. And uh, boy, I had some yeah. interesting people. My, my my wife just walked in a room wanting to know I'm, what I'm doing here, David, talking into my phone and looking at you <laughs> with technology. I'll listen to all. I, she's gonna she's gonna listen to me now, so I got to be careful. Okay. Thank you, Mrs. Seg, for letting me steal him for uh, an hour or so for our <laughs> podcast. I appreciate you. He helped start my career, and I couldn't be more. Seg, let me ask a simple question. It's it's yes, sir. Bill Seg Dennison. For those people that don't, yes. Seg S E G. Can you can you tell us where Seg came from? Uh, that came. Everybody at everybody at the station had a uh, nickname back then, and uh, Doug Kidd was uh, was uh, I don't I guess he was uh, I forget what what his name was. Trump Bob Trumpy was Trump. Uh, Andy Mack was Andy Mack. Uh, everybody else had a nickname and they said, you got to come up with a nickname. So uh, Trumpy standing there, he looks at me, he said, you got a blank eat and grin. Yeah. And I said, okay. So heck David, I, I don't even, it, right. You have, a I don't even, I, yeah, it, a, a hit eat and grin. And, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't even, I don't, if somebody calls me by bill, I don't even turn around anymore. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's real. It, but the, the name stuck and that was it. So do you have anyone that you look back and you consider them? Look, I, I have Rob Calvert who helped me get started in the business. And then yeah. you've been very helpful over the years. We've stayed remotely close here. And did you have someone, I mean, you're working, you're arguably oh, oh. one of the big, biggest names oh. ever. You're working with one of the biggest names ever in radio right. period with right. Willie Cunningham, with Bill Cunningham. Yeah. Um, what about, have you had any mentors that helped you get where you are? Oh, uh, I mean, Andy McWilliams, Bob Trumpy. Uh, Jim LaBarbera, um, oh my gosh, uh, Bill Reinhauer, Bill Reinhauer, former news director, who called me in uh, September of 1978 and said, do you want to come work for us? That was on a Wednesday or Thursday at my house when I was living in uh, White Oak. And, uh, and and he said, you want to, he said, well, be down here Saturday and you could start. And that's wow. how it all, and I mean, uh, John London, uh, newsman extraordinaire here, I mean, uh, Jeff Henderson. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of people, David, that have, uh, you know, that I've gotten here and there throughout my career. And it's just, you know, you just take something from everybody, but those are probably th some of the main ones. I mean, you know, when you, when you learn from somebody like Bob Trumpy, he's the best. Right. And Andy Mack, Andy Mack was the same way. I mean, a Andy Mack was, you know, he just, uh, you know, he, he taught you the ropes and, and, and Marty and, and Marty Brenneman and Joe 
Nuxall too. I mean, I spent 36 years in the radio booth with him right. and um, saw, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, when I worked with Xavier had, in student activities. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andy Mack was the voice of Xavier basketball then. So yeah. when we were yeah. working on things like the pairings party, that's going to come up this weekend for them, the NCAA selection. And, right. and then Pete Gillen and I started on the same day and left on the same day. Pete How about that? Amazingly. About we started, that? No, but we, I mean, we were living uh, at one of the residence halls right next to each other. And then we left on the same day. And, and I remember sitting at lunch with him the day that we were leaving, we, we caught a quick bite to eat. And I said, yeah. you know, Pete though, when you leave here, you know, come on, it'll never move forward. He goes, tomorrow it'll be Pete who? And obviously they I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. You know, they were off and running. They were off and running right. to a new direction. The, 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 the career didn't start too good, David, because they gave me, they, the, the station told me that uh, in 1979, they get they, they said they're going to put in a, a, a pass for me for the Reds. And uh, that, that, you know, that Joe, Joe Nuxall was doing the star of the game show, but they wanted some right. extra stuff. So I go down there. John McNamara is the first manager I ever. That that's, I mean, I've been I've been through John McNamara and all the way now through David Bell. So that's 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 that's, that's unbelievable. How many, how many within a hundred games? Within a hundred games. And by the way, the gentleman here in the apartment with me that you can't see because of the screensaver, you know, backdrop. Uh, you met him that morning when you were nice enough to get Willie to autograph a couple of things for an elderly friend of mine that was facing some health issues, but you've met Barry before with yes. his prognosticator. So we're going to go over under here, but within a hundred games, how many games have you been live in the booth yet at either re riverfront or in the, the current stadium? Uh, uh, I, that I don't know. It's, it's, thir it's 36 years in the radio booth. So that's uh that's 80 games plus 36 years. And, uh, Countless, uh, countless practices with the Bengals, countless games with the Bengals, uh, countless games uh, covering the Cincinnati Stingers way back when, yeah. uh, UC, Xavier, uh, NKU, uh, you know, it, it's gone into the thousands probably. But I, I went down. Right here, I'm just going to come out of nowhere with it. Give me two sports memories. When I say two Cincinnati sports memories, what pops in? Uh, being there the night of 4192 with Pete Rose and, and actually crying in the booth because, I mean, he was the, he was your idol. He was every kid's right. idol back then. And then uh, getting to know uh, Ken Griffey Jr. pretty darn good. I would say those are two of the best ones. In his prime, you ever seen a better athlete than Ken Griffey Jr.? In his no. And I, and I had no idea, David, that uh, – we uh, we uh, struck up a pretty darn good re uh, friendship over the years, just over arguing about NASCAR. <laughs> he's a, I mean, I'm serious. He he was a big he was a big NASCAR fan, and if they were home on Thursday and Friday, we would argue who would win. Uh -huh. And then Monday, if they were home or whatever, we would argue what happened in the race. The and human then, being behind me is a pretty big uh, Barry. Who are you rooting for now, NASCAR? <laughs> Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. My my cousin okay, right here is a Hamlin fan. I like him. I, I was like a huge him. chef. You know, David, you know, David, you know, David, the thing is there, yeah, somebody told me once one to 99, they're all friends of mine. So <laughs> I was the only, the only thing I regret in, and and doing a racing show for over 30 years and that, and, and living a dream there was, uh, I did not get a chance to talk, uh, uh, interview Dale Earnhardt senior. I would have loved to have met him. I would have loved to have interviewed him, interviewed his son, 
many times, but uh, the intimidator was was the man. I mean, it, I and, and we you had to go on pictures. that night. We had to go on that night on the show, and we had no idea if he was alive or dead. And when they said he was, when he was gone, I mean, we actually cried on the air. I mean, I it was know. just you know in two thousand and one there. So. But I mean, getting back to Junior, uh, Denise sitting over here with me, he was nice enough one year to uh, to take us to uh, Seattle when the Reds were playing out, out there. He paid for the entire trip out of he, he surprised us out of the clear blue. And we're at the we're at one of the games wow. of the weekend. We're at one of the games of the weekend, and uh, somebody from the Mariners comes down and says, "Hey, uh, you know they." Uh, the the, the uh, red, red zoner Mr. Castellini wants to see you upstairs, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, uh, now what I do, or what we do, or what we do. In my mind, what what did he do? I, 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 Denise, I do? Didn't, Denise didn't do anything. I'm thinking, what did I do? So we get up, <laughs> we get up there. This is an unbelievable story. We get up there, say hello, and he says, uh, we're we're kind of talking back and forth. He says, hey, said I want you to come out here a minute. Outside the, they had a in his in the vis in the general manager's suite. They had like eight seats, leather seats, real nice. Right. And he says, "Come on out, come on out here. I want you to meet somebody." Oh, so wow. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, "Well, it's his, you know, his senior produce man or head of lettuce <laughs> or you know something something to do with something to do with the game. Something to do. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm thinking it can't be anybody Reds because I met almost everybody in the whole organization. Right. over the years and so i'm sitting there and it's like hey and this guy's down there and he's in the corner he's sitting by himself there's like eight seats and he gets down to the th- he gets down a couple steps and he goes seg denise and dennis jansen from channel nine was with us he, says, I want you. he said i want you to meet somebody and this guy stands up it's neil armstrong wow the first man on the moon and you i mean you talking about jaw dropping and having an accident, you know, three or four times in, in two seconds, I mean, and, and a heart attack and everything else, I we had it all. You know I, what's I mean, interesting was, about this thing? It was, ama- it was, am- it was amazing. And I, I, I'm just sitting there and I stuck out my hand and I'm thinking, you know, and I thought, he's the most important person mm-hmm. in the 21st century. He's it. There's nobody else. Stepping on that planet is pretty and important. I, and I thought, what do you – he says – uh, and, and Mr. Castellini said to we were good friends and all this stuff and everything else. And I'm going, I mean, it's still, still to me, I get chills telling that story mm-hmm. because when he turned around, it was, it, it was like, it, it, I, I, it was not, it was just, we, it was just mind boggling that yeah. you get to meet this guy. <laughs> so, what's so, oh, I'm sorry, Denise, go ahead. Yeah. She, we, we were in Seattle that time. And then here's another sure. one. So I'm sitting there one day with uh, junior and, He's got about he's got two lockers in the corner, and David, you know how Nike has the orange boxes. Yes. Well, he's got about sixty-seven of these boxes along the wall, and it looks like it looks like the Nike outlet store someplace. So he's just kind of sitting there looking at stuff, and I kind of mosey on over, and I'm I'm kind of looking, and he says, "What in the are you doing?" And I said, "I said uh, you got any size eleven here?" You got any size 11 over here in this, in this stack? And he just looked at me and he said, get the you-know-what out of here. And he's just laughing. And he's laughing. He says, come. And I said, he says, I'm going to have you thrown out. Because he was just jack. He was just joking around with me all the time. So he says, hey, come here. 
I'm not going to throw you out. I got to ask you something. I said, oh, no. I thought, who said what on the station? Right. What did they say about him? You know, I'm thinking, oh, okay, what now what? He says, he looked at me, he said, I want a hood. And I said, a hood? I said, what are you talking about, a hood? I said, what, what size are you? I said, you're about, what, about an XL? He said, no, I want a hood. And I thought, What's well, he, he says, that's what I thought to say. And he says, I want a, I want, I want a car, I want, I want a car hood yeah. from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh my goodness gracious. And I'm thinking, what, I mean, do I go to the Kentucky Speedway, have some tools <laughs> and, you know, take the hood off his car? Only chances if the side of the car gets hit, they both the give me the God. hood. I said, what'd you say? He says, I want a hood and I want it autographed and I'm going to put it in my house. And I thought, how in the hell am I going to get a hood? So I'm sitting you there. And I thought, well, a friend of mine, friend of mine, Becky, Becky Cox was then sprint was the, then the, the, um, the, uh, sponsor was a sprint of the cup, wasn't it? it was a sprint right, cup. Yeah. So I talked to her and I talked to the local Budweiser guys. I said, Hey, I said, I don't know. I mean, you know, you guys are, so it's about six, eight months go along. And all of a sudden, somebody comes upstairs. We're in Kenwood. And uh, somebody comes upstairs and says, hey, man. He said, there's a truck down there, and they got a, they got a, they got a box down there that is about half the size of a house. No. And I said, what? What are you talking about? No way. I went downstairs, and there it was. And I thought to myself, you have got to be kidding me. And I, I called his agent, Brian Goldberg. I said, Brian, the hood is here. He said, you got to be kidding. I said, nope, I'm looking right at it. I, I took it upstairs because I thought somebody's going to steal it or something. I, I mean, it was, just, it was about as big as a half a house, David. So, so and I'm not said, sure, other than you, other than you, and I'm trying to, I, yeah. I'm thinking Willie, I'm thinking presidents, I'm thinking almost <laughs> anybody that could be doing something. No, I, I just thought to myself, this is incredible. Who so could pull that he, off? He, he, he took it. He, they, 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 he, was, uh, he, he lived downtown. And then he he shipped it. They they sent it down there. Then he sent it at home. Then he sent it to his house in Florida. And I guess it's still there. <laughs> like, let I me just, switch I, a little bit. I want to want to because you're one of the. I was talking to my cousin about this today. I told him what the podcast was going to be about today, and uh, yes, sticking, sticking with the career. And I, I know that you know this. Excellence is a choice. Resilience is a choice. We're going to talk about. COVID. We're going to talk about 9-11. We're going to talk about some things that I know had to have an impact on radio. Right. Tell me the difference between a job and a career. Tell people, especially some young folks who might be watching this podcast now and in the future, what's the difference between a job and a career? Because I don't see the generations right now going 44 years at a location watching their no. career the same. Now so you just, what's you the difference know. between a job and a career, Seg? Um, well, I mean, my job is fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's work, but it's fun. Uh, and, and I've turned it into a good career. So I, you know, and, and it's, and I think it's all just, uh, the way the person approaches it really and truly. I mean, I, I, my, my mom and dad, Mary and Denny Dennison, uh, brought me up with great work ethic. My dad was a secretary treasurer for my uncle's uh, plumbing company for like over 40 years. Right. Uh, my wife or my, uh, my mom did some work here and there for, uh, you know, 20 or 30 years here, here or there. But I, and I think that was instilled into me early on that once you get, once you do this, you, you're, you this is, this is it. And, 
I mean, you know, I've worked, I've, I've worked at night. I've worked now in the morning. I've worked in the daytime and you just, you just go with the flow and you've worked through rain. You've worked through sleet. You've worked through freezing and you've worked. I remember once there were four cars when we were in Mount Adams and I was doing my, my program, you kind of came and put your face. There were four cars in there. Rob's car was in there. My car was in there. Your car was in there. Who was ever going to shut that building down? Because right. there was so much snow, I still don't yeah. know how I got up the hill. I still don't know how I got into the parking. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that was a that was a that was a bit of a mess uh, back then. But uh, but you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I I think the I think they're kind of intertwined, David. In my mind, I mean, I think the job you got to like your job in order to have a great career. I think. So if you have a great that's, job, that's, that's never feel like you're at work one day in your life. It's going to turn into a great. Yeah. Well, because like? in my yeah, because my line of work, you have no idea what, what what's going to happen. I, know. I mean, you know, a, you know, a phone call from the from the Reds saying they traded somebody or, or the Bengals are doing something right. or an email now or a tweet. Yeah. I mean, it turns the whole and, and even in the news, if if you have something, you know, tornado warnings and tornadoes touching down and, and earthquakes in the area or, you know, shootings or something like that you, or, you know, uh, wherever and and the whole day just turns upside down in a in a in a in a in, in just a couple of minutes like, so, let me I mean, this. you know what like you said you said when you walked down there's neil armstrong took your breath away there are right. people that i believe me i told people you're going to be my next guest there's guys going you're kidding me you're kidding me sag's going to be there are people that if i introduce them to you they'd have that reaction to you now what's it what's it like to work with Willie, what's it like to work with Bill Cunningham, who arguably, arguably one of the most talented people to ever yeah. be on radio in the history yeah. of radio, and yeah. he had a he had a hit television show for a while. Scratch yeah. uh, There's not much the guy can't do, except I think you beat him in pickleball. I think I remember yes, that. I did. Yeah, he's he's yeah. so he's so for one in pickleball he's against no me, one. but everything else, everything else, David, do not do not, and especially Papa shot. Do not challenge him because and free throw shooting, he'll kill you. No, I understand that. And I mean, I'm coaching a guy that that belongs to Kenwood Country Club, and we go have meetings on Mondays when they're closed. And I look up on the wall, and that club champion every fifth or sixth time, it's his name. Yeah. Yeah, What's it like to work? What's it been like to work with Willie? What's it like? I'm assuming your friends, good friends. Oh, yeah. What's it like? And has he been there? How many of the 44 years have you two been working in tandem? He's uh he's about five years behind me. Uh he he's been there about forty, probably about forty years, forty, forty or forty-one now. Wow, he's been and, there 40. David, the whole thing, this whole thing started over high school football stars st- scores on Friday night. Because I would go in there and I'd write down the scores. I'd give the score and the in the team, and he would do all the nicknames. Okay. Wow. Until we got and and I would in Northern Kentucky. I would be very. I, sometimes I wouldn't give Simon Kenton score because I I know he was going to go into a rant that this guy was a was a killer at, and everything else. You know, the, the, the he was a pioneer way back when, in in, in Kentucky, like Dan, kind of like the Daniel Boone in Northern Kentucky. Sure, and, sure. And, 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 and officials from Simon Kent would call sometimes the station and say, "Hey, you guys got to lay off this." You know killer thing and he was a he was a philanderer and and you know he stole from people way back when in the 1800s and he just kept doing it and i mean and it's like and and you know it's 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 truly remarkable to work with him 
I mean, through all these years, it's truly like, remarkable it's, because you make it look so easy. You make it look yeah, so it, easy. The camaraderie, yeah, and, nothing, and nothing's and nothing's written down, David. Believe me, people say you guys write. Right, we have no script at all. We haven't had a script since we started. He hasn't had a script since he started because he's a, one of the smartest people I've ever known. You won't remember because, this, I mean, Seg, but you, yeah. you and him were arguing about something someday. This is a number of years ago. You go, I, I know the person who can help us with this. You called me, got me on the phone to mediate a fight between yeah. you and Willie on the air. I'm yeah. like, oh, Lord yeah. have mercy. I think I was driving yeah. through Minnesota, and here you got <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, too, David, he was remarkable because, you know, you're, you're starting your career, and you're in there with him talking and doing this and that and this. And, and you know, something would happen, and he could call Joe Dieters and, and, during a yes. break and get him on. Or he could call somebody else and get them on. You know, you know, I, I, I'm going to find out about this. I'm going to get the sheriff on. He'd call him up and have him on at right. ten o'clock at night. I mean, that's that's what's the remarkable part of it is that all these people would go on, and it, and it's like, it, it, I mean, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times that took place. That that some kind of breaking news was sure. going on, and he would get the police on. He'd get the the, the chief. He'd get the sheriff. He'd get somebody on that connected with this, and boom! It is, and and he knows everybody. Everybody knows him, and it's just you know, it's it's amazing. And I, I don't know how he got through six hundred and fifty TV shows. I really don't. I know. And, in how many years? Yeah, six hundred yeah, shows. And, and, in how and, many you know, years? Then, he, then, then then one year, uh, I guess his wife told him that um, you know to go up on the roof of his house. And this is the truth. This was no bull that, that she wanted to, she wanted him to clean out the dryer vent. <laughs> so he gets up on the roof in his golf <laughs> shoes and the, and the ladder only goes so far up. Right. And all of a sudden he goes. And, and so he calls nine one one and it, you have to hear that call because you will be on the floor. I can't in about wait. Two minutes. I, I because the lady is, it on, said, is it on Google somewhere? Yeah. And, and it's like, you just sit there and you go, and it's like th th people go, this has got to be fake. But when the dispatcher goes, is this Willie? She goes, he goes, yeah, it's me. And, you know, and he goes, please, please don't send any sirens and don't do any sirens. And, and, and I, with, I, I didn't go there. So he but was they stuck said on the roof. The, he couldn't get back on the ladder. Literally he stuck on the roof. And his wife said his wife, Penny was there. His wife said to, uh, she was going to put pillows and stuff over the uh over the bushes for him to jump and she wanted him to she covered over the air conditioner and wanted him to jump on the air conditioner from and, it, and it's just like you know i mean the regular roof is what 10 feet up or something how many years ago was like it how many years uh, that's probably about 10 15 years ago and no and everybody thinks this is is but this was this was the truth and they they recorded it and and it's it's hilarious and he said here they come Here's the most and, important question, Seg. Did it turn yeah. into a paid in? Did it turn turn into a paid endorsement for him for either the of roofing course. company or right? Of course, the dryer vent people went nuts. They even used that part of the a nine one one call in their advertising. Um, you know, I mean, it was it, 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 and he just and he just walks into this stuff. You know, and it's like he got off the roof. Everything was fine, but he said they brought everything but the kitchen sink. He said the the county people were there. The he said city city police were there. They 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 didn't have any jurisdiction. He said there was like nine fire trucks. 
He said two or three TV stations showed up and yeah. he said, get, get those cameras off. He got, they got him off the roof and it's, it's, it, it was amazing. Let it me was ask truly you, amazing. Let me ask you this. Be, yeah. a little, be a little bit succinct and we'll go back and forth. All right. What skills, what are the top skills that Willie possesses versus the top skills that you possess that make you such a great team? Oh boy. Uh, that's a good one. I never heard of that one before. I never thought about it. Uh, I guess just see why we're friends. Do you see? I think it's just a spontaneous thing of it. You know, that we, that we can, we can play off of each other. If he says to make a comment, I can come back and make a comment. Or if he gets into one of these rant and rave things, like, you know, talking about this, talking about that, I'll go into, and I'll just stop. Everything stops. And I'll just say the stooge report is brought to you. You know, he says, Seg, what do you think about uh, the, what do you think about the Russians and, and this and that? And I'll just stop pause and I'll just go and keep going. And like, yeah, I don't even listen it's to so him. funny. Like so you I think even it, hear it, him. And then he'll keep yeah, going. It's just, it's yeah. yeah and, it, and it's just the magic. It's just the magic that him and I have, have gotten over the yeah. years. And like, and you know, he used to, he hasn't done it in a while, but he, uh, he, he said, I said, are you going to give a speech tonight? And, and, you know, he would go into, you know, 1776 and, and all this stuff. And he'd stand up and they'd start playing God bless America, Kate Smith underneath him. And he'd go on for four or five minutes with this thing. And it was the greatest. It was the greatest. He's the greatest. I mean, it's just, it's, so, it, I, you know, I can tell you how I first heard about him. I was, I had just taken a job at Xavier. I got my master's yeah. at Bowling Green, took a job at Xavier. We had a big event going on. And I had to go back into the kitchen with the food service director, real nice guy at the time. And, and I, he's, yeah. comes back to us. He's listening to something. He goes, do you listen to Bill Cunningham? I said, "What are we, listening to what? He goes, do you listen to talk radio? <laughs> I hadn't heard of talk radio. At that right. point, I was 24, 25 years old. And I had just gotten out of grad school. You don't spend a lot of time listening to talk radio. He goes, listen right. for a couple of minutes. That was my first exposure. And then obviously, the longer you live in the Cincinnati area, you either probably have passed on or you know who this person is. And yeah, it's, yeah, he's, he's truly remarkable. I mean, he, and, and, you know, David, the thing of it is he, he was the lawyer years ago. Alan Browning was like the was like the Bill Cunningham years ago of Cincinnati. And he was on KRC. Right. Well, they, they, KRC, Alan, they, they worked out a deal. Randy Michaels came over and took over our station and he right. says, I'm bringing Alan Browning here. You know, and it, it, we already had Trumpy. We already had Andy Mack and Jim LaBar. I mean, we had we had a, a Jim Scott. I mean, we, we had, had a Hall of Fame. Pack. Those people yeah, are we the had Hall a power of Fame. pack lineup. So they they he, he they, they Randy's there a couple of years. He said, we're bringing Alan Browning over here. So they work out a deal that Alan Browning was going to work at WLW. OK, so then all of a sudden they go along the night. It, the night uh, he's supposed to go on at like nine o'clock is this is like eight 30 at night when he's supposed to be his first night on WLW. Right. right. He, uh, Alan Browning calls Randy and says, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not doing it. And, you know, I mean, I've never been in a, I've never seen Randy go nuts, but apparently he went nuts. Right. And, and then he, and then Willie was his lawyer was Alan Browning's lawyer. So Randy calls Willie at home and says, what the, what in the world's going on with your guy? And he says, what, what's, what's the deal? And he said, what are you talking about? He said, he's staying. He said, what? Well, he goes, what, what are you doing? He's staying. He says, he says, 
what, 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 he said, what are you going to do? And Randy goes, what, what are you going to do? He said, well, I'm staying here. He said, no, you're not. You, you're going to go down. You're going to go down and be on the air on fourth street from nine to midnight. He said, I don't have any, I don't have any experience. He said, he this said to Willie, I don't he's guy's lawyer. Randy. Yeah. That Randy is saying, Willie, you're on the air at nine Oh five. You better get downtown right now. So then all of a sudden he just, uh, he just started out doing free legal advice. That's how it all started with so him. The, at night. One of the greatest radio careers in the history of the medium started Amazing. off by him being the lawyer for someone who backed right. out the job. He goes down, Correct. steps on the air from nine to midnight. It's right. So let me, I let mean, me we would, I mean, what if, what if Alan, what if Alan Browning comes over? We don't have this. It's, you don't have uh, Willie and you don't have Willie and Seg. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about Alan Browning. I, 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 I heard some things, but I mean, back then, you know, I mean, I never really listened to him because I never really listened to KRC back then. Life's an amazing thing. I was doing a podcast for a while with David Fulcher. I know, you know, David, <clears throat> yep. sure David would say hello. And I was yep. helping, I was hosting an Arizona state podcast so that David could talk about Arizona state football. We had the week of the Arizona, Arizona state game. He invited a friend of his named David Adams, who was a star running back for Arizona when David was at Arizona State. They stayed friends, yeah. even though they were the most bitter of enemies. And David <laughs> Adams told David Fulcher, do you realize that the day that you turned down Arizona to come play with your brother and you went to Arizona State, that opened, mm -hmm. that opened up the spot for them to offer me a scholarship where I started four years for Arizona, went on and played pro ball, et cetera. So just like that, where a change yep. happens like that. And for anyone watching this, sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes yep. you think one of the worst days of your life and that lemon turns yeah, into yeah. a bit of lemonade. And uh, question here, Seg. Let's well, and another thing, another thing too is, David, that, uh, you know, they told us, they, and I went, I went to NKU, 95% of the guys and ladies that I went with, with to school with all right. went to television and they, and there, some are still there. Some are on the, sure. some are on the uh, cruise of the, you know, that does the Valley sports games on blue jackets. And they're all on the TV crew with the cameras and all that stuff, directing and everything else. I just went to radio and I thought, well, cause I couldn't direct or do nothing. I thought, you know, what the heck, but the thing of it is, is that, uh, you know, you just you just don't know, and then they said, "Well, you know, you're going to have to, you know, to work your you work your way up. You're going to have to go to like uh, you're going to have to go like to you know work in Paducah, and then you know Kentucky, which is probably I, I, I mean never been there, but I'm just saying, you know, then then you you know you might go to you might go to some place in Illinois, then you might go to California, then you might go to Montana, then you might go to Georgia, then you might go to Florida, and all this stuff." And I'm thinking. Well, my, my friend Dave Roberts was Doppler right. Dave here in Cincinnati. Now I think he's down in either Alabama or Mississippi doing that right. work. Have you? But have, I, like, my you my deal is friends. my my deal is that I kind of like was the Bob Horner of the whole ah. deal because remember Bob Horner with the Braves? He was so good. He, he skipped sing, single A, double A, triple A, right. and then went right to the big league. Blonde hair and guy, real like what I did. The ball a mile. I remember that's kind of what I did. I mean, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden you're heard on a 50,000 watt radio station right. and you know, that's heard in 39 States and three or four provinces of Canada on a daily basis. And at night and you go, this is like, this is nuts. So I, know, I was driving through minutes. I was driving through Montana. Excuse me. I had a show that ended at night and I had to drive across the state for a 6am flight and I'm going right. from mountain pass. I'm coming back on. 
I'm going, going, going. What's the only station that came in in Montana? Barely came in, but it's you. And I literally get on the phone and I call the hotline there. I'm like, Seg, you're not going to believe this. I'm listening to Montana. Were you ever well, me- offered a position? Were you ever made, made an offer? I'm going to go Godfather here. Were you ever offered a, a, a position, a deal, a job somewhere that you almost couldn't refuse? No, never, never gotten any kind of offers to go, to leave at all. No, I mean, I, I, I've been, I've been, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to get fired a couple times and I got furloughed during COVID and I thought that was it. I thought, I really thought that was the, the end of the deal a couple of years ago when COVID came in and they furloughed, they furloughed people all over the sure. country. And, and, and what brought me back was uh baseball and uh, the 60 game season. That's what brought me back. And then they said, well, you can't, you can't work the nights anymore. You got to do the mornings. Mm-hmm. So, and it was like, okay. I said, what, what, what do you got to, you got to be there like at 5 a.m. And I go, okay. And they said, well, we'll give you a week. If you like it, we'll see what happens. And I, and they didn't really say what the alternative was. Right. I thought, that, but see, people stayed on furlough for so long after that that uh, they ended up firing, firing everybody that was on furlough after like four or five months. Right. So I, I was very lucky. Uh, that, that was another, that was another luck of the luck of the Iris that I had going for me that baseball came back and sure. baseball actually brought me back and then started things back up. Thank God they that. did. Thank God. So into that. Cause I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, I thought, I thought there, I really thought that was it. And you're sitting there going, well, okay. You know, you had a good run and everything else, and uh-huh. you know we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens after that. And then I, I tried to get a hold of you to become, uh, you know, your valet or your, uh, <laughs> per, per, you know, security uh, head of security. But uh, uh, you I know, should you be take so lucky. Call. I should be so lucky to call. have you to travel with. Say, so, let me ask you this, and Denise can answer this too. I, I'm going to yes. throw COVID in there. I'm going to throw 9/11 in there. What you've been in this long time? 44 years is a long time. Yeah. COVID. COVID, the most bizarre time of my lifetime, never saw anything like it. 9-11, I was packing my suitcase at my home. My phone rings. It's my now since deceased best friend, college roommate. His name was Nate. He goes, are you what Coles, my nickname. He goes, Coles, are you watching TV? I said, no. He goes, turn it on. I turned it on. Five seconds later, the second plane hits the second tower. I start un- So COVID, 9-11, any others over the course of 44 years that you remember being there, being in the studio, on the radio, oh. a big day. Or I'm a- just, well, that, I mean, the COVID stuff, I mean, you had to get the shots and, you know, you know, people, nobody was at the station. I mean, nobody was there. I mean, you know, I, I mean, you had to wear the mask, uh, you know, 24 seven at the station, nine uh, 11. I remember waking up and Denise is sitting in the, in the living room here at the, at my house. And we're sitting there and all, and it's like eight 45. I woke up and she said, look what's going on on TV. And I looked at the TV and it's like, and like you said, the, the second one just hit. And I thought, what in the world's going on? Right. You know, what in the world is going on? And I thought, well, this is, the, this, this is the end of the world that, uh, you know, that the United States is under attack on that day. And it was like, you gotta be kidding. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things, David, I remember during the, uh, the, the, uh, Iraq or the, uh, the Iraq war, that uh, every every night no- every night at six o'clock, we'd gather around the TV to watch the bombings bombing going on in Tehran, 
And they said, and I mean, we would sit there and go, well, look at the clock. And all of a sudden the sirens would go off. You know, they had the, they had the live cameras there and then you'd hear the booms and all that stuff. And I mean, you know, you're there for fire curfew where they would allow both sides to sleep and then they would go after you. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're there for, you know, you're there for almost every major event that's ever happened in the city uh, for all those years. Uh, you know, tornadoes. And, you know, I remember, you know, we, we, we were sitting down there on a Sunday on a uh, Sunday um, afternoon uh, years ago when they had an earthquake. And John London and I were in, were, were uh, building shaken. And we, you know, I mean, we couldn't leave. That's the thing. You can't leave. Nobody can leave. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be there. So, uh, and it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's just like, so was there many ever things. a day in 44 years where you didn't want to go to work Did you ever wake up and go, nah, I don't want to go in. No, no, I was, I was, I was working seven days a week way back when literally. And then they said, you got to take a day off. And I thought, well, I'm not taking Sunday off. Cause that's, that's racing day. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I said, and I said, well, how about Saturday? I said, because there's really not that much going on. Yes, there's college football and this and that, but let's do Saturday. They said, okay. So what if I'm I turn dating doctor for a minute? You and Denise, yeah. you and Denise been married how many years? Look at me. Yeah, her birthday's uh, like tomorrow, Thursday, March the 9th. And ours, yours is March second. Mine's March third, right? Seg, we're always we're a day how apart. About, yeah, say there. Say I always there. love that. My mom's is the 16th. So how mm-hmm. about that? But I. What is it? 30, 30, 31. See, I go by, I go by NASCAR numbers, David, is I, that's how I remember, uh, you know, with, that's how sick I am these days. That you're one I, of the I, few men on earth. You're one of the few husbands on earth that can yeah. NASCAR as the way that they remember their, the number of years they've been married. Hey, and you got to do what you got to do, man. Bodily harm. That's how, that's how I remember It's like, what, what, what's it, what, you know, what, 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 you know, you're how old and they've never had a 65 car. So I don't know. I don't know, but, uh, 44, I'm on my, uh, Kyle Petty year in, uh, in NASCAR okay. next year, it'll be 45. And I don't know if I'll get the, I, hopefully I get to 50. We'll see what happens, but Barry I, and I, finished- I don't know if Barry's going to remember this, but this is a number of years ago. Uh, I, I had a speech in Las Vegas. It happened to be the same weekend as the NASCAR event there in Vegas out by the, right. Air Force Base, and Barry and I get dropped off at the, I think I was Mandalay Bay, I can't remember where my speech was, we walk in, who's standing right in front of us, dressed in black, black hat, entourage, Richard Petty standing there right Man. in front of us, yep. I'm like, yep. I, I couldn't breathe for a moment, I, yep. I, I didn't I didn't yep. say anything to him, I just, you know, took a moment, and I think we nodded at each other, yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, that that's the thing about this job too, David, is that, you know, the the, the people that you've met, over the years. I mean, I I've interviewed Richard Petty and I'm shaking like a leaf. Cause I mean, you know, and you know, I, I, and, and you know, I got a, I got a couple things here in my house and my memorabilia. Uh, I got a, I, I don't know. I forget. It was a press conference that Pele sure. came two years ago in Cincinnati. And I, I, it was, it was for soccer, obviously soccer players ever. And, and all of a sudden he sits there and we're, we're talking to him and everything else. And all of a sudden he says, uh, okay, everybody. And, and this guy opens up this briefcase and he's got these pictures. He's got a picture of him with an Umbro, I guess it was Umbro soccer ball. He saw every media person got a personalized picture 
you know, it's just a it's just a little picture like that. At the time, a, Pele was as big as a soccer star could yeah, be. I mean, Pele was Pele was it in soccer back then. I mean, right. it, he still is in my mind. But uh, you know, he said it, it says to Bill, thanks Pele, and that's all he said. And then another one was another one. We're sitting there uh, the year that uh, uh, Evil Knievel right jumped the jumped the, his last jump was it's it Caesar's Palace over the fountains. Yeah, when 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 they he jumped the Greyhound buses in the in the parking lot at Kings Island, the bike almost broke in half, and he said, "That's it." I'm sitting down there, and and, and Bob Trumpy for years says, "You know what? Your 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 first job on this show is going to be guest coordinator." I said, <laughs> "What does that mean?" He said, "You're going to go downstairs and you're going to meet the guests." Now, before that, let me tell you. Well, I'll tell you the evil can evil. So I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm sitting at at, at three East Fourth Street. On the on the in front of the Provident Bank building, just watching the world go by, cars go by, and all of a sudden I see this guy coming across the street. He's got hair about three feet high. He's about as thin as a as a as as a pencil. And I thought, if that's not evil Knievel, then somebody's messing. And <laughs> and I got we and evil Knievel did the same thing. He said he said he he said Trump. He says, thank you for being on. He says. I don't have anything to do. He said, what else you want to talk about? Not one hour, but two hours of evil Knievel going over every jump, every bro broken bone he had, everything. And then at the end, opened up a briefcase, took out pictures and signed one to me. Unbelievable. Doug Kidd, Trumpy, anybody else at the station got a personalized picture. And then all of a sudden, uh, one, the, the first time I was uh, guest coordinator, David, was uh, Anthony Munoz. When he got picked number one by the Bengals, right? That years ago, he I said. I get to Trump see Anthony said, every once in a while at David Fulton yeah. Golf Tournament. He said Trumpy would say, Trumpy said he said the Weston and room whatever it was, go get him. I said okay. Walk down to block right right there at the block at the Weston. Go up, knock on the door. Door opens. So my first impression of Anthony Munoz was a belt buckle. He was so big. And I'm I'm five ten, <laughs> but the belt buckle was right in my face. And I look up, I look up at this guy, and he's got hair coming down off the side. And I thought, I know. Are you, he, I said, are you Anthony Munoz? He said, yes. I said, I'm with WLW. Come on over to be on Sports oh, Talk. And he he followed me like I was the Pied Piper. If you've and seen him lately, that man looks like he can suit up tomorrow. Yeah, he looks in good a shape or better. Yeah. Now, it's, before it's we came on the air tonight, you said you had a couple questions for me. And before we get off tonight, you had you said you had one or two questions for me. Do you remember what they were? We first yeah, I, because I see you all the time. You're 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 doing your speeches and stuff like that as the as the dating doctor extraordinaire and helping people out and doing this. And I, I you know I I drive Denise nuts because I like swag. I got, I got all uh, my, my, my room down here. You I can see behind me. The scene behind yeah, you, you, you at can all. see behind me. I got my uh, security blanket behind me. There's a uh, Kenny Bernstein over there too. See, so I got to gotcha. get the drag boys, gotcha. drag boys in there. See, so I got to Let me see. Let's see. There, there, there you go. So, but uh, I just wanted to know if wherever you're, you're, you're at the university or whatever, and, and all, you've probably been in 50 States, half of Canada around the world. <laughs> Do you get do, what? What's what kind of swag do you, you get from these colleges? Because I'm very jealous 
when I see people that get swag and I don't get anything, you must have a T-shirt or something or hat from every school A to Z that you've been to. Okay, the barter, the barter agreement, the barter agreement I'm about to agree to is going to be heard on every continent. So, uh, you told me you're going to teach me how to play pickleball because I haven't learned how to play yet. Okay, well we'll, we'll do that. Happen. No problem. It's in my contract. There, there's something called a contract where it's how much you're getting paid and what day and time. Right, so, right. The is the other stuff. I need a, I need a sound system. By the way, if you want to, you can give David a, a pack of three school logo golf balls or. Um, a sweatshirt or a golf shirt, size 2X, and he'll wear it proudly. I probably had a couple of hundred. There was, I don't know if you'll remember this, then it was a number of years ago. There was a really bad fire in town once. Right. Then I lived in Loveland at the time when a very bad, I was in Dallas, Texas. I'm looking on the TV. I'm getting ready to walk on stage at nine o'clock in the morning to give a keynote to 3,000. Okay. There's my neighbor being interviewed about the tornado that just leveled our neighborhood. I couldn't, oh, home. I couldn't find out if my wife and children are okay at the time. I oh, am boy. putting boxes and boxes of my swag and hats and everything I have <laughs> because I right. lost everything back then. Oh boy. So here's what oh, I will boy. do. I will, I have a big, I have a big tour coming up this fall. I have a couple yeah. more. My, my, my February tour is almost over. I've got a few more August, September, and October will be amazing. And what I will do is in turn for a pickleball lesson or two. Yes. And uh, I, I will get with you off air and find out the size and colors you like. But uh, <laughs> 3X. 3X. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. 3X. I drive Denise nuts because I've got I got five million hats. David, I could wear a hat. I could have wore a hat from the day I was born in 1958 on March the 2nd to today, and I would not have the same hat on. But when, when you do an interview and a guy says, here, take a hat, I'm taking it. I don't care because I need a hat. Denise I love can hear hats. me, right? Denise can hear me? Yes, yes. she's sitting right here. Number one, can, can we see her for a moment? Is, is, that, possible? Can... is that possible without us uh, causing tremendous I'm harm? trying to. I'm trying. Let's see. And that's still you. <laughs> I don't want to lose think... you, but uh, we're pretty close. There she is. Can you see her now? Denise, yeah. God bless yeah. you, number one. God bless you, number <laughs> one. Not only for being married to that man for that number of years, but you I'm, sure, I'm sure Willie's been a part of your life, too. And then, uh, and, and, you know, I, I always used to think of this, Denise. Whenever I was at the station, he was there. Whenever I was listening, whatever time zone I was in in this country, if I was listening to WLW, Seg was on the air, which meant he wasn't <laughs> home. So, and I, I think I would ask you this, Denise, we'll stay off him for a second. All these years of him being on the air, did it help or hurt to be able to stay married that long? No, huh? It's, it's, it's a new thing every day. It's something new every day. And you know, and you know, David, the thing of it is that this is a little known fact that uh, I'm going to lay on you. Her and I met. Uh, she was, she called the, she, I was running the board one night for Cunningham yep. and she called the show yep. and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, this, this, this lady sounds hot. <laughs> I mean, she sounds hot. And she said, well, I, 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 I do, I work at a bank and I, and I drive a Volvo and I thought, well, she's got to be real loaded. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm then. starting to see a pattern. You thought yeah. she was hot. You're pressing your face up against my radio show because of the yeah. guests that I had in studio. Yeah. You might so I mean, that, that, that's, that's a little that's a true fact 
that uh, her and I met over the phone and we yep. started going out and there, and that, and the rest is history. Okay. Yep. You and David Fulcher have to have a talk about how he met his wife. That's it's very, very interesting between the two of okay. you. Okay. All right. So let me ask you one last thing. I don't want to keep yep. you up night. You're such a good guy. And I know you, uh, the, the stooge report. What is the stooge report? Where did it come from? That music <laughs> goes on. You two banter back and forth. Get me out yeah. of the Stooge Report. Get me out of the Stooge. You never get him out of the Stooge Report. No. It's later you're still in the Stooge Report. Right. What, what's where did it come from? The the Stooge Report is still, David, the offshoot of the high school football scores way back when when we were at Mount Adams on uh, Friday nights. Because I and, and if there wasn't any if there wasn't any scores on Friday, I would come in with him at like 10 30 and eleven thirty and do sports. So, and, and that's, that's how this is, has wow. evolved throughout the years. And then God bless them. You know, they, 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 you know, Tempstar is a, is our main sponsor and we haven't had a, we haven't had any other sponsors except Tempstar quality. You could feel for, for years because they, they've been, you know, their, their, their dealerships here in town have been great and they, they get a lot of business off of it. And, and people tell me they, they, they recite what I say, hey, whatever they're what, paying you, it's not enough. Temp star, honest to goodness, well, I, I think I, there's times when fall asleep and have a nightmare of you going temp star. Right. Well, that's that's that, that's the that's a that's a real good. Uh, next time you're in town, go to DJ Hodge, our market direct manager, and tell him they don't pay me enough. And you're 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 David David Coleman. You're my new agent. <laughs> it would be my okay. honor to be your new agent. So, but, uh, but no, it's enough. it's all it's all fun david every day i mean you know that i mean yeah. you know it's, it's all fun every day you don't know what's going to happen and uh, you know minute by minute hour by hour sometimes but uh you know and 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 it's the people the, it's the people that you work with all those years of of you know true professionals and and like meeting people like yourself i mean you know you've you've had an unbelievable career like what like i said when i went upstairs that one night on a saturday and you're sitting in there with uh, with 13 other uh, gorgeous women and I and I'm and I went back downstairs and I said this guy David Coleman you ought to go upstairs and see what the heck is going on like I, I wasn't dating guy, them they were my guests on like, my show yeah, yeah, but I didn't know that I'm saying, I'm sitting there going <laughs> I said this guy must spend a fortune on third, thir taking 13 women out to eat and drink I'm not and Sinatra and Elvis, no, okay. movie, I I and, then, and then and then like I said then like I said the next week you got 10 you got 10 or 13 different ladies coming in oh, and jealous. i thought it is un I, that's what denise just said i was jealous <laughs> i was jealous of you because i'm sitting there going and then the next week there'd be the same there'd be another group and i thought this guy must uh, there's no more single women in town he's got them all well we we, we fixed a lot of people up and uh well, that's good that's a, you know what that's a good thing what you're doing it's a good thing now it's a lot. Of, Seg, I can't thank you enough for being on tonight. And uh, anytime, David. Anytime. You know, you know that. Uh, what we're going to do here is this. I'm up in Michigan, so I am in Michigan State. I am a huge Michigan fan. Barry is that team they call Sparty, so we don't get along very well. <laughs> uh, you I, need a team up north. Seg, one thing I do want to say, and I'm going to try to make this happen. Uh, yes. Barry's son Ben Fiddleman is now the director of communications and broadcasting for both the Tigers and the Red Wings. So if he comes into Cincinnati, oh, nice. we want the two of you. I'll try to get down to the stadium. Maybe you or he'll help me kind of get in there. And uh, I would love for the two of you to meet. He's a young you. No problem. 
with tremendous skills and he's a very humble kid and he's on his way. Ben Phil. No problem. That's great. I, that's a, that's a, I, I, if I if I had another job, I, I'd I'd work for a professional team, or I would work for a racing team because, uh, and I think you know what I said before, David, about uh, you know the, taking the, what you what you learned at McDonald's for four years yes. and still applying it today. I think being around racing people have taught you how to deal with people, how to how to be with people, how to talk to people, and 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 because you know they, they, every, every all the other sports are kind of like closed off with fans sure. but you can you can get up next next to these drivers and you can get next to the cars kick the tires and all that stuff and and it's 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 mind-boggling the difference how how one sport like racing just embraces fans and other ones kind of you know leave them out kind of leave them out in the cold sometimes so you, you've learned that over the years i had to deal with people and and see how they how they handle things and you do the same thing let me bring this to a close, Seg. I think yeah. we, want, we want to talk tonight about sticking with a career you love. I think what you made me realize there and everyone that's been listening, if you have a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life and you've got a beautiful right. career. Right. Um, excellence and resilience are a choice. Never once did you wake up in 44 years and not want to go to work. Whether the right. weapons try to keep other people away, it didn't keep you away. You chose to be there. And making a lifelong commitment to something you love uh, not even thinking about leaving other offers, not even coming. And no matter what happened in the world, it's, it's kind of nice to know that when you turn on a station, someone you love and trust, even if you've never met them, someone you love and trust is giving you the information that you need to have. And that's been well, thank you. Willie for a long time. And I think Willie knows how much respect I have for him. And I couldn't have more for you, Seg. So thanks for being here. I know you're at work by 4.30 or 5 in the morning, so I'm not going to keep you anymore. But that's Thank all right. That's all right. I, I'd stay. I'd stay. If you want to keep talking? We'll yeah, talk all night long. Night. I don't care. We'll do I mean, I, you know, but you're, 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 you're a good to an hour. So we're right at an hour. I want to keep it yeah. there. You're, you're, yeah. a, you're a good friend and a good guy. And I, I, you know, you're, you're one of the special people that I've met along the way. And, uh, and you know, that, that's, that's the, that's the good part about this is the, is the people you've worked with and got to know in 40 plus years. And, and you don't, you know, you, you don't see them that often. But you 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 remember you remember them and everything else and you know you you know you're sitting around and all of a sudden somebody's name pops up and you'll tell a story about this and but uh, you know you'll always be the dating doctor and uh, the, the the king of them all so I appreciate being on with you man Denise thank you Seg thank you for those of you who watched this evening this has been David Coleman it's been bridging the gap on Bootleggers Music Group Radio uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a new guest but Seg thanks so very much. Anytime, David. You're the best. Thank you. Good night to you both.